0: My guest today is John Saloway. He's the CEO of a company called V Spatial. The website is vspatial.com, like the letter V. We're going to be talking about uh, virtual reality applications. So, John, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Richard. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. But I always ask, like the you know, the toughest questions first is my my joke that I use over and over. But uh, tell me about V Spatial. What's the premise of the company?
1: Oh yeah, let me tell you uh, about our background. I think that gives you an insight into uh, where we're headed and what we're working on. We're a group of 16 AR and VR, telecommunications, networking and cloud experts. And we have in our company, everyone from, you know, newly out of college all the way to been in the workforce for 40 years. And uh, Hmm. along the way, we've, we've been in small companies, we've been in large companies and mid-sized, we've worked at home, we've worked at big corporations. Um and so, you know, we've we've seen a lot of working styles and we are passionate about the future of work and specifically the role that virtual reality is going to play in the future of work. So that's vSpatial the company and then vSpatial our app is a virtual environment where you can connect with your data. And your coworkers in uh, a way that is um, more meaningful than today's p c phone tablet and laptop experiences
0: huh. right. well well yeah, maybe say more about that you know what do you think is a better way of connecting with with all this stuff versus like you know staring into your phone and clicking buttons
1: sure so if you think i think the word is immersion uh,
0: if you think about uh um Minority
1: Report, and you think about Iron Man and you think those, those images in your head of them uh, moving their information mm-hmm. around with their hands, uh, putting mm-hmm. it in, in, in the place that, it, that, that they wanted to. Uh, sometimes they're interacting with three-dimensional data, um, and they're doing all that while they're talking to people on the on the other end. And that's what we're doing at Be spatial. We're connecting you to your your coworkers and your data in a way that's not possible with a two-dimensional screen. You can, you can uh, move it around with your hands. You can interact with three-dimensional data, which you, you can't do with a two-dimensional screen. So it's a, uh, the word is immersion and it's a little bit difficult to describe. You, you kind of have to experience it, but it is, um, there's a real sense of presence with your people and your data.
0: So, yeah, you know, what's an example? Whether it's out there in the real world or if it's something you're just you guys are working on internally, what's, like, what's an example that sticks out at you where you're like the users or you were like, wow, this is so much better.
1: Yeah. So um, one example. It's a great question. It, it, you know, we have uh, end of day meetings every single day, and so in our application, uh, the way it looks is you're in a virtual environment. Every application that's open on your uh, laptop. Occupies its own screen or virtual monitor in front of you, and they kind of surround you in like a semicircle or a circle. Uh, so that's your data. Um, then you uh, are, you have your coworkers. There's a, a profile picture of each person that's in the meeting, and they appear kind of above your data. And so in our end of day meetings, you know, I ask so so and so, what did you work on today? And I'm able, able to walk right up to them. And they can share their applications uh, by just a click of a button and I can pull that down into my carousel of applications and I can see what they're talking about. I can see what they worked on that day. And I'm, it's like I'm standing right next to them, talking to them while they point and, uh, and show me what they worked on that day. And so it's a, you really feel like you're there with them. You, you know, we we work remotely for the most part. We do have a an office in Provo, Utah, but a lot of us work remotely. And uh, whether we're in Provo or we're at our home office, we feel like we're together. We can share uh, multiple applications at the same time. I can share two. Another person can share two or three. Another person can share three or four. And so you're able to. I'm able to listen to two or three people make a report well i look at two or three different applications from each of them that they've shared and so uh it's an improvement you know you if you've been in uh, video conferences with legacy solutions you hear can you stop sharing so i can share and so the, mm. the the host of the meeting has to stop sharing and then the other you wait 10 seconds another person asks can you see it yet and that's right. that's not how we collaborate that's not how we collaborate in real life right and so in our application and in, in virtual reality you, and augmented reality, you can uh, you don't have to deal with that problem. You you can collaborate much more closely to the way you do in real life.
0: Hmm. Okay, so I see how it helps with the end of day meetings. Um, what about when someone's you know going about their day and doing their own workflow? And they you know I would guess like uh, you know right now the way computers are and phones are, there's a lot of distraction, a lot of stuff popping up. And I mean, how do you implement this without making that worse? how do you let the person kind of control their experience where they're only looking at things they want to look at and they're not uh, having other stuff pop up or distract them?
1: Sure. It's a really interesting question. So, you know, we do have the choice uh, both at V-spatial and just in general, as we look at uh, the future of these applications, the future of VR and AR and spatial computing is how much do we integrate the old sort of world like our, you know, our phones and our pop-up messages and things like that into ar and vr and i i don't have a a, a great answer on that i do know that uh, when you're when you're in virtual reality especially uh you there there's a feeling of immersion and it is kind of nice it's kind of nice not to be distracted sometimes by what's going on in the outside world and so i think that's one of the the Profound and useful differences between VR and AR. Maybe there's times when you do need to be in touch with the outside world. You want to see what's popping up on your phone, uh, and so you you may want to be in AR. Maybe there's other times when you don't. You want to be focused. You want to be solely engaged in this one task or in this one meeting, and maybe that's a VR um, meeting. And then you know, there's obviously the question of well, at what point will the phone integrate with both of those solutions and then they'll pop up in front of your eyes. I don't know. Uh, That's a choice we have to make. And I I just, the users are going to have to tell us what they want on that.
0: Well, do you find that people are um, more engaged? It sounds like in VR experiences versus AR experiences, AR, you know, you're still in your own world and now there's extra stuff overlaid on top of what you're looking at, but VR, you know, you can strip out as much as you want and only have certain things appear at your command, let's say. So have you found exactly. like uh, one way is better than another? I definitely don't.
1: I definitely don't think that one way is better than the other. There's a if if to the extent that people um, try to answer that question, I I think it's kind of a a false premise because I think both have really powerful use cases. Um, it's 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 natural to think you know which one is going to be better but I just think both of them are going to be extremely powerful. They're both based on loosely a concept of immersive experience and spatial computing. And I just think you're going to need to choose. It'll it'll be great if you have the option to choose what, in what way do I want to experience this? Do I want this to be a virtual reality experience or do I want this to be an augmented reality or mixed reality experience? And I think there's plenty of very compelling use cases for, uh for all of that
0: well how far have you taken this i mean do you have production ready in use um, experiences for certain types of work or you know what stage are you at with all those products
1: so right now we're uh, available in the oculus store and the steam store Uh, we support the oculus rift and the windows mr and uh, headsets and the vive and so we have uh, we have daily active users we have um in, you know, reason to be encouraged with uh, the number of people that are downloading our application. So we have real use. We also have uh, some enterprises that are trial customers for us. And they're looking at, you know, not looking at, but they're using our app with an eye towards uh, uh, having board meetings or company-wide meetings in virtual reality mm. Um, some of them have have indicated, you know, we have these company-wide meetings and we're pretty used to the money that we spend on airfare and hotels. And while we're not a huge fan of that, we've just kind of gotten used to it. But what we really detest is the time that we lose having, you know, you pick the number 20, 30, 50 people in an airplane for what amounts to the company for, you know, collectively 45 days or something like that when you add up all that time and they said so the idea of being able to connect um, a little bit more powerfully than we can with a video conference is very compelling to them so uh, that that's what the application is being used for now is is productivity and collaboration
0: well what kind of feedback are you getting from users how does it change their experience and their workflow and you know, you get any surprises from it that you had to revise things or you're on the right track, you know, what kind of feedback are you getting?
1: You know, there's uh we, we've had remarkably positive feedback. Of course, I think every company in our stage, a startup company that's been around for two and a half years or so wishes they had more feedback, but the feedback so far has been really good uh, that they are able to, um, uh, focus that the that, that people I, I talked about those images of uh, of Tony Stark or the movie Minority Report and I think people have been sort of looking forward to a way to have that experience and they've been looking for it and, and they're finding it now in our application they're having uh, a, a you know it's making their work a little bit more delightful uh, they can get in and have 10 monitors open at the same time when of course they couldn't afford or, or make 10 actual monitors work. Right. And so the, the feedback is really positive. And I would say the the themes of the feedback are the flexibility to have, uh, have multiple applications open more than you can with maybe one or two monitors. And the other feedback mm-hmm. has been about immersion and being able to be connected uh, and, and feel like you're really uh, experiencing your content rather than just kind of seeing it on a, a two-dimensional screen.
0: Well, again, what, any specifics, you know, how it's changed someone's workflow or, you know, yeah, they maybe they feel more productive, but, you know, what does that mean? Like what do you, what do you think are maybe the top or most useful one or two items about your, uh, your product? You know, what are people uh, telling you that really is like sticking in your mind? You're like, huh. Okay, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the, the the biggest one is probably productivity and accuracy. You know, we're we're more accurate when I I, I think it was thirty percent more accurate and ten percent more productive. I might have those numbers reversed when we have multiple monitors. Um and so being able to um put three or four or five monitors in front of you and be able to see that information at the same time, that so far has been the feedback we've got that this is actually making me better um it's not just a cool thing and it's it's fun but this is making me more productive and um so that's that's the biggest thing and then uh w- within our company uh the experience that we're having is just that uh, again that connection uh the ability to uh have a little bit more meaningful communication with each other when we're separated by distance
0: is size a really important factor because you if you're going to have like you know, like right now we'll have windows open on our computer, let's say. But if you're using mm-hmm. a phone, I mean, you know, you're really running out of space. Um, if you want to have three to five screens open or monitors open. Either you physically have them and you're sitting there in like this command center type thing. Or I yeah. guess you'd project them or I, I don't know what you do. Like, so how do you physically accommodate? Maybe that's why you need VR. So you can have as much space as you want. I don't know. Like, what, what have you found is the best solution?
1: Yeah, well that's 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 what we think you need VR for. I mean, so you think about the modern workstation, think about the modern worker, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. uh the the 50% of the workforce right now is millennials and that's growing, it'll be 75% in 2030. They uh they want a couple things. They want to be able to work remotely and flexibly, right? But they also we've we've also all become accustomed to uh having our laptop connected to at least one external monitor, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um and so when uh we we also want to be able to connect with each other. Uh, millennials especially gen x as well, we want to feel like we're connected to a team, we want to work on something bigger than just ourselves. And so to some extent these things are in uh, uh opposition to one another. I want to be remote, I want to be flexible, but I also want a lot of monitors. And I also want to feel connected to people. And if you think about what VR and AR can do, it it can bridge those, those gaps, that opposition. You can be anywhere in the world and have as many monitors as you want. You could be in the airport. You could be at your family cabin. You could be anywhere and have all the monitors you need. And you can also feel genuinely connected to people. And so that's the I think that's the the true magic of of VR is being able to give this younger generation of which I'm a part, uh, the ability to work the way they prefer um, and the way they should be able to work um, from anywhere in the world.
0: Yeah. I guess like my ideal is, you know, I don't like carrying around big computers with me or any of that stuff. So my ideal would be to like have, let's say my smartphone and like a little slim pair of VR goggles. And then wherever I am, I could, flip on the goggles and my phone will be powerful enough to interface with the VR and I can have screens all over the place and have whatever I want, but it doesn't take up room and I can do it at Starbucks or I can do it wherever I want. You know, that's probably my ideal ideal.
1: That's exactly right. Get- and that's what, that's what we're, that's what's happening with the spatial as we speak. Um, you um, and you, you hit on, you know, your, your phone's powerful enough to uh, power your goggles, but you know, there's, uh standalone headsets that are that are out and that are coming out that are uh they don't even need to be connected to uh, a cell phone you look at the oculus go it's 199 dollars it doesn't need to be connected to a phone and it's a really good experience so when you talk about being able to connect with that um from anywhere in the world to be able to connect with your data and your people you can you it's a really powerful experience
0: so where are we at like today? Let's say like, you know, I'm listening to this podcast right now and I'm like super motivated. I'm going out and I'm going to do this. So, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to obviously want to use v Spatials program. Um, uh-huh. What What's like a setup I need to get and what will I be able to do currently with where you guys are at right now? Well, right now, you know,
1: you, uh, right now you're going to need uh, a pretty powerful gaming PC and you're going to need a tethered headset. And so um, what what we're finding right now is most of our users are uh, people who already had that equipment or who are VR enthusiasts or gamers, but very soon uh, you're going to start to be able to um, use just the $199 headset. And, uh, and I think that's going to be a real turning point. That's not just for us. That's for tons of uh, us in the VR and AR uh, world. We're, obviously waiting for the price point for these uh, head-mounted devices to be more tolerable for the non-enthusiast, just sort of the average everyday consumer or uh, business, right? So mm. today, uh, the price point to get in is, is a little uh, a little high, but very soon. I mean, we expect – and the Oculus Go is already out, and there are other uh, – the Vive uh, Pro, the Vive Focus – uh, we expect the Oculus Santa Cruz to come out pretty soon. And these are devices that are going to have a much lower price point, and they do not need a computer or a cell phone. They're completely standalone. So, and then we're really excited, obviously, about the Magic Leap headset and the uh, HoloLens is looking like they're going to come out with something new pretty soon. So those are the AR headsets are a little bit further behind uh, price-wise and just adoption-wise, but those are going to be very powerful too.
0: We're looking at, you know, so – all right. Very soon. That's great. But what could I do like today? So let's say I go get like an, you know, an Alienware gaming computer and I get a tethered headset and then I go and I, you know, download V-Spatial's app. What what could I do like today if I wanted to? If I I don't care about the money, the equipment, I get it. Okay. What do
1: I do? Today you can have a really powerful experience with V-Spatial. So you would, you would just download our app from the Oculus or the Steam store and you'd be able to meet with up to four of your coworkers. You'd be able to bring in, any of the applications that are open on your PC and interact with them and type and 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 use them the way you would uh, on your la- on your laptop but in virtual reality share all of those applications with the people that are in your meetings uh and um and have call- have, have meetings with them so it's a, it's a very powerful full full experience today in the stores and it's available uh it, it is just um not available on the t- on the non-tethered headsets
0: right but so i could you know get all this stuff i could open up like microsoft excel and i could have it appear in the vr and i could sit there with with other people i mean could i see the people and i could say hey look over there at the sheet look at column c you know row yeah six.
1: yeah you absolutely could so you could have uh just a, a typical scenario you could have um an Excel spreadsheet open in your virtual environment and a PowerPoint spreadsheet and are not spreadsheet, a PowerPoint presentation. And let's say you have a browser open um, and you're talking to three people and you could uh, share that browser and say, look at this website, look at this article I was reading. And you could, you could point right to where you were reading and say, this is, this is what I wanted. This is the point I wanted to make today in our meeting. And what do you guys think about this? And then, you could say, why does that matter? Uh, and then you could share at the same time. You don't have to stop sharing your, your uh, browser. You could share your spreadsheet at that point. And you could say, and here's the numbers, and this is why that matters. And you could and, and meanwhile, by the way, they could be doing uh, the, the same thing. They could be sharing things with you and say, oh, well, I saw this article today. What do you think about this? And they share, and it comes into your view um, all yeah. at the same time. And then there's a really cool thing that you can do that, uh, you know, we call it focus mode. You can take one document and you can, uh, if it's really important, say it's a map or, uh, you know, a really important document that you're working on with your team, you can walk right up to that and just, and blow it up as if it's the size of your entire wall in your office. And it's as if you and your in this scenario, your two other coworkers are standing shoulder to shoulder, looking at this wall size map or whatever. And you can point out, you know, say, you know, good locations or things like that. Right. And so it's a, it's a really powerful, I mean, some of that's even better than what you could do in real life, right? Because it's more flexible.
0: Okay. That's that's very cool. Um, are you, are you controlling the apps? You know, let's say you're sitting at your computer, are you controlling the apps with your keyboard or are you controlling them in the VR space with gestures and touch and, and all that stuff?
1: Uh, both. So yeah, uh, you can, right now if you're if you're working on say a spreadsheet or a, a word document you can uh you're going to have it in your virtual reality environment uh, in front of you but you can type using your keyboard um and then you can uh in also in the virtual reality environment you you know you can like you said use hand gestures to move that document to the side you want to look at another one you move that one to the side and another one comes up you can you know pick it up and put it uh abo- up above you and a little uh Space we call the visor where you can just save it for later because it's you don't quite want to close it but but you don't want it right in front of you and so the answer is both you're interacting with that document or that application uh, in virtual reality but you can use your hands uh, to do that or you can use the the traditional of, of a keyboard.
0: Yeah. yeah, that seems like um, you guys would need the help from all these software providers to create a. VR version of their software that's compatible with what you guys do. Otherwise, you guys would have to do it. So, how do you resolve that issue, or is that not an issue?
1: That's not an issue, but you, I think you allude to a, an interesting point, which is something I'm excited about, and not necessarily something we're working on. But I'm excited for a day to have a an Excel a version of Excel that is made for virtual reality. think about like a three-dimensional version of the three-dimensional version of excel where we make a we put the numbers in we make a bar chart but then we can like walk into the bar and see what made the numbers (laughs) uh that that uh that ended up why the bar was lower than the other one next to it so i mean there's really some really cool things that you could do with three dimensions that to my knowledge haven't been done yet but are going to make that uh, spatial experience that much more compelling over today's experiences.
0: Do you think it's going to be best if um, you create those versions, or if the companies themselves, like if Microsoft does it? You know, who do you think is going to be the the one that that makes this stuff this bridge? Well,
1: um, that's a great question. We uh, one of the hardest things for a, a startup, you know, is to stay focused on on what you mm-hmm. do and try. You have to choose what you do. And more, maybe sometimes even more importantly, what you don't do because you can't do it all. Um, it would be best if we could come up with that, obviously. But um, I, as to who's going to do it, uh, your guess is as good as mine. I would, I would guess it'll be someone who's new and someone who's innovative and is thinking of things uh, from uh, from a different perspective than the traditional giants that that'd be
0: my guess hmm. okay well it was really cool um so what's what's ahead for you guys for the next uh year what projects well, are we coming got, or what changes
1: uh we're, we're working on uh some very exciting things a lot of them are uh you know things that are just going to make our experience smoother and more delightful for our users and they're they're very exciting but they're uh you know uh things like how you log in and how you interact with your data um and so those are exciting. And we're also working on some really, really exciting things and talking to some really, really exciting people. But, uh, just, uh um, I just have to kind of say to be continued on that one, we've got some uh, really cool stuff coming up. I think, uh, for us and for the industry as a whole, what's really exciting is the, uh, advancements in, the, in the headsets, uh, We with the the non tethered headsets, the stand standalone headsets with the uh, six degrees of freedom and the improved field of view and the improved resolution in the display. Also really exciting is uh, Magic Leap was you know just released the developer edition, the Magic Leap One, and we're expecting some something from Hololens. There's all kinds of rumors about a an Apple HMD at some point. I think the next couple of years. So that, that's, that's what's really exciting coming up.
0: Okay. Well, very good. So, um, you know, I, I know you mentioned it a couple of times, so that's uh, right for people to learn more about this is to actually use it. I'm sure. So a quick yeah, shopping that's... list is, is, uh, you know, a computer that's like a gaming computer, you know, desktop. Um, what kind of headsets?
1: Uh, the Oculus Rift, the uh, Windows MR headset and the Vive, um, and then just hang, if you can't do that, I'd say hang tight with us for a few months and we'll, we're working hard to be available on the, uh, the much more affordable, um, standalone headset.
0: Okay. And then the apps on steam and on what other store
1: steam and Oculus, and it's called B-spatial.
0: B-spatial. Okay. And then, uh, what's the best way for folks to get in contact if they want to collaborate or ask questions or you know, who knows what else, how do they get in touch?
1: Sure. I'm always happy to speak directly to anyone who is interested in uh talking about our company or working together. My email is salaway S A L L A W A Y, at vspatial.com. And then, of course, we have the website that you mentioned vspatial.com. Uh, Twitter is at vspatialvr. And um, if you go to any of those channels, you'll, you'll, find plenty about us and we'll be able to get in contact
0: okay well very good well, john this is great and uh, looking forward to it and trying it out and thanks for coming on the podcast
1: very nice to be with you richard you have a good day
0: you have been listening to almost here around the corner future technology podcast with richard jacobs subscribe to this podcast both to review and discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse